Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Welcome to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today, I have a very interesting guest. We're going to talk about the balance, the the masculine-feminine balance. So his name is Bradford Scott Walton, and it's going to be the most interesting conversation that we've had in a while, and I think it's going to educate us in so many ways. How are you doing, Bradford? Doing great, man. It's a beautiful day in Austin. I think I'm going to probably uh go swim some laps in the pool after we get done here <laughs> so i'm looking forward to getting in the water uh but yeah i feel great i'm ready for an awesome conversation with you man all right that's awesome yeah i have family in texas and uh, they're complaining about the heat and uh i've been to austin austin's a great city i i like it you know that's one of the more uh liberal cities in, in <laughs> i probably the only mm. liberal city <laughs> in texas uh, yeah but uh but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great music city. Also, yeah. yeah, well, and it's and the music is is starting to come back now, uh, which is great. It's awesome to see all the live mu- music venues starting to open back up again. And uh, you know, I have a ton of friends who are musicians here, and uh, you know, they've been kind of going stir crazy for a year or so. And um, yeah, so it's it's wonderful. And and I mean, as far as the heat, I personally love it. I I love the heat. I mean, I was I was born and raised in Texas, but like before I moved to, to Austin, I was in the Bay Area in California for eleven years, and um, and it wasn't until we decided that we were going to move to Austin that I realized that I never got hot enough there. Like I never got heated all the way through, and I would I would just want to feel like a twice baked potato. Like I want the heat to penetrate my entire being. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, San Francisco, I don't know that it ever gets really warm, uh, especially not warm enough. If you're talking about a twice-baked potato, uh, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it um, because I know uh, when I've gone out in, in Texas during the summer, you definitely feel at least one baked. Uh, you know, Again, I, I've gone to Houston and, and Dallas, and I've been to Austin, mm. not in the fall. So the, I really think the fall is an amazing time in Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fall and spring are incredible. They both last about a half hour each, <laughs> um, but they're they're wonderful when they're here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about balance and you know the masculinity and feminine uh, sides of each one of us. So not only how you identify, and we're going to talk a little bit about how we can identify things. Can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit? Uh, well, first, I know some of the talk was we had a little talk. Uh, you have all your air homies, uh, as you call my, them. My so, sky so homies. I, I, yeah, your sky homies. I, sorry. <laughs> um, can you explain them? So that way, if somebody hears about it later in the show, they know what we're talking about. And it's not that we've uh, partaken in the, the herb yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sky homies is my affectionate term for like, you know, what a lot of people call like spirit guides. Um, for me, I like... My my main sky homies are these like eleventh dimension beings known as the Athos A E T H O S, um, 
and um and i I, you know so i get messages in lots of different ways um sometimes it's through dream state visions uh sometimes it's um i guess sort of more like clear audience uh sometimes it's clear sentience you know like there's just like and and most of the time like it just feels like it feels like being delivered an energetic packet Right. And the, like the translation of that energy into words uh, means whatever that thing means. You know, I also like I have um, what I think a lot of people call uh, like I'm also sort of a medical intuitive, although I don't really I don't really I don't think of it as that I don't really have a, an appropriate term yet for it because I, the things that happen for me with other people's bodies um aren't really like uh i mean i have seen i've been shown like a three-dimensional holographic presentation of a woman's body and a growth that was inside her body but that's that one time you know all the rest of the time it's like somebody says like i'm in conversation with somebody and they're like i have had this headache all day and it's just driving me crazy and as they're saying that i start getting energetic packets of information from them from their body that comes to me and shows me exactly where I need to put like my finger to press my finger usually it's on their neck uh to relieve that headache for them you know and they're always like oh my god how did you know where to where exactly to put your finger and I'm like well I mean you you told me so it's like, it seems like a great magic trick, but really you were driving the, the bus the whole time. Um, but yeah, so, and, and really like the, the, all the stuff that I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of experience just navigating like the masculine and feminine energies uh, throughout my life, but the, I've, I've had so many downloads um, and been shown so many things by my sky homies around all of that, that, that really just exponentially increased my understanding and awareness of how those energies work and how they affect each one of us. Um, and that's really the, the main uh, place of understanding that I'm, that I'm coming from on all the things that I talk about around this. Yeah, no, that, that that's exactly how we do it. it was that, that's that intuitive stuff that people always go, Mm-hmm. what did you do? And because we're always looking for outside our body. And that's, I, I know is one of those things of when we talk about the masculinity and femininity, we always put whatever is not biologically or how we assign ourselves. We always put the other outside of our body and mm-hmm. it's not actually tr- true uh, because it, we're, we're all one, right? We're all one set of energies or, or yeah, I mean, you know, that that's the you know, it's part of the conundrum, the the kind of the the big cosmic joke really of being a human is is the uh it it really appears and a lot, most of the time feels like we really are all separate entities um all operating but really it's it's all the same energy we're all you know like in quantum physics i've i've got i probably got particles that are doing like some sort of dance with particles in you right now and and there's probably some particles on the edge of the universe somewhere that are like yeah me too you know like so you know like i i i consider uh 
energy to be like the the honey badger of the universe because it just doesn't give a shit you know like it just like it doesn't care about time or space it's just like it just is and everything everything around us all of us it's all vibrating right we're all energy i mean we know we know that like we scientifically have proven (laughs) that that is the way things are and um you know so things like intuition um and and one of the, i think one of the one of the things that's really important to me and uh i think is is a way to really um really get into and amplify your ability to have to like get into intuition and some of the um more esoteric energetic things is to start developing a practice of um, focus and attention and awareness to the way things are vibrating within you and without you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when we already talk, we already have this in our vocabulary and our vernacular of like, we'll go into a restaurant or a bar or someone else's house or something. And you're like, Oh man, I love the way this place feels. Or I ooh, that was that really the vibe in there was terrible, right? That's that's you naturally picking up on the energy of that that place and that situation and the collective of the people who are there, if that's you know a thing. Um I personally love going to old uh you know rundown houses that have been vacated and walking into them and feeling the 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 thing that was there you know and like kind of like being an energetic sleuth uh to just kind of like get a sense of what happened there who who was who was here like what did they do why did they leave um i just that kind of stuff is i just think it's it's super fun uh not that i'm going to like start a show about it but uh <laughs> well, you know. well you know that that actually might be a great show but the thing is you, you need to have believing it right so it, a lot of people say about energy work it's you have to believe it you know if i wasn't open to hearing about it i, I know again i use the example you know maybe 10 years ago if you would have been talking to me about energy and how we're really all one i would have told you Woo woo, and that's not where I'm at. So now I'm at a place where that, and I believe it. I, I like I I understand how the energy, how we're all really part of one, and a lot of mm-hmm. our challenges are related to the resistance that we have against each other. You know, if I assign you a name or anything, or that's the res- that's the resistance I'm putting up in the in the barrier to not allow the energy to flow properly. To kind of damn ourselves. I mean, it's yeah. Well, and I mean, almost all of that. Basically, I mean, basically all of that. All all of that resistance. All of um, all the stuff that uh, that doesn't years of like four or five years ago, my sky homies dropped in, and they were like, and at the time, I was I was focusing on being a coach, and uh, so they just came in and they delivered this line to me it's it's focused on men because that's what i was focused who i was focused on working with and what it said was every man in the world treats 
the feminine outside him the exact way he feels about the feminine inside him. And that is the root cause of everything that does not work well or feel good on the planet. And, and I was like, so struck by that. And it seemed like the math really checked out for me, you know, like it just rang true because if, if we live in a world, if, if most, if like basically almost all of our societies are structured around the premise that, um, feminine qualities, feminine energetic qualities, the connection to source, intuition, all of these, you know, nurturing, vulnerability, all of these qualities that are related to the feminine. If we live in a society and a culture that that does not value those things, that suppresses and oppresses really in a lot of ways, very harshly, those qualities of the feminine, then you got to figure out what the fuck you're going to do with that. You know, you go, where are you going to put that? Cause you can't show it. You can't express it. So it's going to have to live somewhere inside you. Uh, and then, you know, basically anything you, you try to keep inside is going to come out ugly uh, in some way or another. Right. It's just, that's just how that, that works. But um, you know, it just, it's, it's the biggest, it's the biggest lie. It's the biggest ruse ever perpetrated in the history of humanity that, the feminine is worthless or is less valuable or is not as strong as the masculine, you know? Um, yeah. It's all, it all lies in the, that ego, you know, that ego. And that's where we separate mm-hmm. and somebody has to be a winner or a loser and, and neither when the real trick is neither is it just is. And it's not because of, any of the identifiers that we, that we might have. It's just the energy that's, that's put out. And yeah. so, so I, I have a question that you were talking about the inner uh, pieces of us. So I, I definitely believe in those parts, but how do you, have you embraced Hoponopono, which that, that talks about healing our inner side in ourselves to then mm-hmm. create a better energy uh, throughout the world. Um, I have uh, messed around with that, and I I really like the premise of it. Um, um, I I haven't had like the the like uh, uh, the kind of experiences that I've that I've heard other people having with it. Um, and I and I certainly like. I mean, look. I, you know, I don't have, I really don't care how you get your goat up the mountain, you know, like do it whatever way works for you. You know, like I've never done ayahuasca. I've got tons of friends who have, and they think it's fantastic. That's not really a thing for me right now. Maybe it will be in the future. Maybe it won't be. I don't really care. Well, all that really matters is what's happening right now and how I'm feeling, right? Like for me, like the only litmus test in life ever is how it feels right how anything feels and whether you like it or not whether you like the way it feels or you don't that's the only thing that is that is worth a hill of beans you know like we live in a world where you're supposed to be doing shit all the time and make a bunch of money and get a car and a big house and like all have all the nice things and everything and that's all cool i mean that's fine do do those things enjoy yourself you know treat yourself to the 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 things in life that are fun and um if you're into really nice things go get those but also don't do that at the expense of 
how things actually feel to you. You know, if you can, if you can have things feel really great and get those things, fantastic. You know, I think a lot of people spend like they, they, they spend all their efforts trying to get those things at the expense of how they actually feel inside <clears throat> because they, they're so focused on the, the masculine energy of the doing and having that they really neglect the feminine side of being and connectivity. Yeah, that, that, that's a great, uh, excellent way of saying it, but that's exactly some of my challenges that I had done in the past. I was, I call it the shiny, you know, little silvery thing that we chase right. after. So whatever that means for you, mm-hmm. that's what I was chasing a lot until two years ago when I lost a lot of my ego and I decided I need to operate differently. I can't be chasing, the, you know, and why am I chasing this, the silvery, you know, ego piece? And once I got to realize and do that deep dive up for myself, it was a, a game changer for me because I knew that I can embrace it. And that's sort of how this podcast eventually became. That's why I go, I'm Uncle Dave. That's who I've been my whole life. <laughs> sure, yes. I, I'm Dave, I'm David. But when I really look at what brings me happiness is being that that goofy dude, uh, you know, open to a lot of different suggestions, but also wanting to help and put, push great messages out there and not because it's about me. That was where I, I know I got stuck and, and damned mm. in, in that way. And now hearing more and more about these other things, that's a huge level, level of growth. How long have you been doing this? I mean, you know, you, you definitely have been coaching for a lot of, you, you were coaching. Uh, mm. I know you're transitioning into your, your a podcast and, and being more of a voice, but how long mm. have you had this, this mindset? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I'll be 54 in October. Um, and, um, I had my first dream state vision when I was like, five. um, you know, I started really questioning things in my, like right at the beginning of my twenties, because I was like having these experiences where I knew things that I didn't know why I knew because it like, I didn't, I hadn't studied them. I hadn't done any research on them or like I would be in conversation with somebody who was going through something fairly traumatic in their life. And all of a sudden something would come out of my mouth that I was like, what was that? Like, where did that come from? That's not a thought I've ever had before. I don't, I don't, I've not, that has not been part of my awareness. And yet I just said that. And it clearly was the perfect thing that that person needed to hear at that moment. So I was like, okay, so where does all that live and how does that come to me or through me? Um, And uh, so that, that was really when I started like, trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Um, and then I got after my divorce, like I think it was 12 years ago. Um, I, I, I basically just, that was like, okay, it's time for you. You have to like reconstruct everything from like what goes in your pantry to what sheets are go on your bed, like everything you have to choose everything all over again. And you need to unpack 
all of that other shit from the last relationship because you don't want to do that again. And so who are you going to be and where are you going to go and how are you going to get there? Um, so, you know, for the last like, you know, almost 12 years now, it's been a really, really deep dive into all that. And, um, certainly I guess probably about seven years ago, maybe eight years ago was when I started, uh, writing about this stuff, uh, primarily like on Facebook and, and posts on, on there. And, uh, a lot of people just like being like, it, it was really interesting because I, like some posts would get a lot of uh, attention, you know, I mean, I say a lot, I mean, for, for, for that time period, like, you know, it'd have like a hundred or 200 interactions or something, you know, like, okay, cool. Uh, but, um, but it was, it wasn't until a few years of doing that, that I started being out in the world and running into people that I hadn't seen in a while. And they would be people who had not interacted with any of my posts, but they would all, they would be like, I just, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for the things that you say. It's making such a huge difference for me. Um, and that's, that's, that's when you know that like you're, you're on the right path with things. And, um, and it just, um, you know, when back at the end of last year, when my sky homies dropped in and said, you know, you're not here to be a coach, you're here to be a voice. Um, I was like, okay, well that, that makes sense. And also wait, so are you saying that I just like get to be myself and talk about the things that I know? Cause that sounds a lot easier than <laughs> trying to put together a program package thing where I step people through a process. I really don't want to do that at all, you know, but if I can have a conversation with somebody and have somebody come to a new level of awareness that opens up something for them that helps them find like the next person that, to work with on their personal growth path. Fantastic. I'll do that all damn day, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and the process, I, so I had gone through a process like that, and I, I uh, call it cluberty. Uh, you know, it's, it, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, it, because, you know, how I explain it to people is, you know, puberty we, we didn't have a choice through, and really, cluberty we don't have a choice either. But we do have a choice if we choose to look at the things that are in our past and how not to re reinvent it again and mm -hmm. because we do live through things again and again until we we fix it uh you know or at least recalibrate to where our understanding is and the understanding of how the universe goes uh, yeah and for me that's been the deal breaker that's uh, yeah well and like it, it, for me it always 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 comes back to awareness right mm -hmm. because until you have awareness about what is happening where you are uh there's nothing you can do about it right. you know but once you have awareness of what's happening and who you're being and how you're acting then you can be at choice and you and like i started several i don't know probably four, four or five years ago i was like you know what screw this whole like conventional thing. I'm going to treat life. And I kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, I, I decided that I was going to just treat everything like it was in life, like it was an experiment. And the only thing that mattered was how I felt about it. And so it, 
that going living life in that way repeatedly brings you into a, a, a level of awareness as to what's happening, right? Um, because you're looking for that. You're looking for it. Wait, but how do I, how, am I, how is this feeling right now? What, what do I feel like? Or even looking back at something that just happened earlier in the day or something, you're like, oh, wow, I was really feeling okay. Um, and the thing is, is that it takes away the guilt or shame that might normally be involved in, in interactions with people and stuff, because it's not about good and bad. It's not about right and wrong. It's just about how it felt and whether you like the way it felt or not. So, and, and I know that I, and I've experienced this for myself is that I'll come to an awareness about a thing and I may not like the way it feels, but I still might continue to choose to do it for a little while. Right. Right. But I'm at choice then. I'm not just, you know, blindly, you know, heading down the creek and letting my raft bounce up against the rocks. Now I'm at choice and I, I get to choose. And once I'm, once I'm in, in awareness of that thing, even if I don't like it and I'm still choosing to do it, I know that it won't last as long as it would have before because I'm aware of it. And I won't let it go on forever. I'll be, I'll become tired of it. I'll have fatigue over it and I'll be like, okay, that's enough. Yep. No, I I think that's the great piece is once, because once you've seen something, you can't unsee it and you know, you then make choices. And if you're making choices and continue to do it, uh, you know, that's why communication is so important between partners and between everybody. So even Mm -hmm. just friends and people that you interact with, coworkers, Communication mm-hmm. is one of the most important parts because from everybody's perspective, we're, we're doing the best we can. And it's always the other person who you know, could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the thing. How many times uh, – that's why I always love when people tell me about things and then flip the, the way that they're seeing it. I, that's why I, I, last, I like to ask a lot of questions because mm-hmm. that way I get to see how you see it, how you experience it. Yeah. And, and along those lines, like after, shortly after I became a parent, uh, which, and my kid's going to be 21 in like a week and a half. Um, I, I had this moment of clarity and I was just sort of, I was so struck by it because I was like, Oh my God, you know what? Like I could be the most perfect parent I could come from absolute unconditional love 24 7, 365, never faltering. And even still, I have no control over a way over the way my kid perceives what I've said or done. <laughs> and so the idea of being perfect, the idea of getting navigating through that whole thing without him needing therapy over something is gone. It's, there's just, there is no way to do that. So I was like, all right, well now, okay. So I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to do the best that I can. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to just like try to not underestimate this kid and like, you know, be there and show him that I love him, you know, like, and you know, it, and it has it had its challenges for sure. I don't think there's a single parent out there that would be like, no, nah, I was a super breeze all the time, every single day. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think if you're coming from the, the perspective of like, 
this isn't going to be perfect. It, there will be rough spots, but if we're like really making an effort to come from love in finding the solution, the solution will come more easily and it'll be something that feels better to everybody. Right. That doesn't mean that you don't get upset. It doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, bumpy places and like some things where you just want to like throw somebody out of a, a moving window. <laughs> right. You know, um, yeah. but uh yeah, I don't know. So I, 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 as a parent of teenage girls, uh, can I ask you, when did that this enlightened piece come to you uh, since your son's 21? Uh, mm. I, I've, st- I've started to get through this. So uh, and I'll tell you a quick story afterwards. But so when did you when did this come to you? Oh, man, it was super early. I think, oh, I God, think my God kid was you. like, <laughs> yeah, but I think he was like, I don't know, three, six months old, something like that. You know, I just was like, oh, man, OK. All right, great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I I definitely did not get that. Um, you know, I, I think I'm a good dad. I, I I've I've always done the best I can. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I've been successful at everything I've done. I just uh, right. You know. Uh, well, but- that, I mean, we're also. I mean, we're all trigger buddies, right? So they're gonna do shit that triggers you that you may not even know why you're triggered about. And same for them, right? You're going to do shit to them that makes them fucking freak out. And, um, you know, like that's, that's just how we all operate. We're, we're all here to bring awareness to each other's issues. Uh, it just, you know, if you don't consider, if you don't, if you consider everybody like an adversary that's bringing up the triggers, then it's really going to be a shitty ride for you. Yeah, you know. uh, that, that's the thing that I've learned. That's how I got through Cluberty. That's how I came through Cluberty, uh, going through how, and, and much as, as you said before, when I looked at everything that triggered me, I then looked within myself, well, what, what's triggering me? And, you know, why am I upset? Why am I frustrated? Mm. And then when I think about it, X, Y, and Z, and that's why I'm frustrated. Yeah. But then I can and, deal with it. Yeah, and all of those things are stored in the feminine. Because that's your your state of being. That's your emotional, energetic center. So all of the places where you're hurt live in the feminine. And so because the feminine uh, informs the masculine on what to do and how to do it, how it's going to feel, why you're doing it, any place that you have those play, that, that spot that gets triggered repeatedly, as soon as it gets triggered, now the feminine is tweaked out and then the masculine gets tweaked out. I, I guarantee you just about every bar fight that's ever happened in the world is not because somebody's masculinity got challenged. It's because somebody triggered their feminine, you know, and they were so tweaked out about it that then their masculine was like, well, I'm clearly going to have to hit you now. You know, I wouldn't disagree. I, I, I know for me, a lot of my triggers were because I was overprotective, which turned into, you know, lots of different reasons why th- that happened to me. So I, that's why I, I, I do like to look at all the different perspectives and why things happen and, and at what I need to do to kind of be more of this easy go, per, go lucky person because yeah. it's, it, it feels so much better. I just was explaining to that to somebody yesterday that I said, I feel so much lighter now weight wise. I am not much lighter than I've ever been, <laughs> but I got to tell you, I, I wake up, in a much lighter position than I've ever been. And it's amazing when you can kind of see that and feel the energy differently and acknowledge 
when you are not feeling that, that energy, when you're having that blockage mm. and finding out what your blockage is so you can clear it. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about uh, doing energy work, whether it's through uh, conversations about how this works or it's doing energy work with somebody's body. Um, when you're dealing with energy, even small shifts create great change. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just, it's like such an exponential difference in between like how just like a, what seems like an almost imperceptible little, little tweak in the way that we see something or how we feel about it can just open up an entirely new realm of possibility for us. You know, no, everybody in the world has no uh, option really, but to relate to you based on the energy of who you're being, Right. Yeah, you so, could be the change. Right? That's, yeah, I say that all the time. Exactly. In, in yeah, any situation, it, you could be the change, and by you being the change, that automatically. And, and again, right, that kaizen, the kaizen uh, thinking of that one percent. If you change one percent of your ability to be one second less angry at, 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 a, at a situation, mm. guess what? That one second starts to change, and people start realizing, "Oh, you paused that time," and it becomes a different set of circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the classic, you know, one of the most famous quotes ever, be the change you wish to see in the world from Gandhi, yep. is actually, uh, it's it's be the change, right? Which is the feminine. Being is feminine. If it was about the masculine, if it was about doing something, it would be do the change that you wish to see in the world, right? <clears throat> so, like, everything starts with the feminine. And so, the the better off you can make that part of your experience your energetic world uh the the better your whole thing gets because that's directing how the masculine is acting and and all the things that you're saying and doing right so if you change the quality of the things that you're saying and doing the energetic response that you get from that is going to continue to be more positive and so when you get that positive energetic feedback the feminine is like ooh, yeah that felt good let's do more of that right that's awesome. You know? <laughs> it's a great way of looking at it. Now you, you mentioned your, your son. So how, so you've got through, so that was great that you were able to have raised your child with that type of thinking that knowing that if you used your energy differently, his life would be differently. And mm. it, it has been different. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When he was 11, uh, which was uh, like the year that we, that my ex-wife and I separated. He sat both of us down individually. It was, wasn't too very, too long after I had moved out into an apartment, he sat us each down and told us that he was bi. And I was like, okay, is that by experience or preference? And he's like preference. And I'm like, sweet. I super don't care who you're attracted to be attracted to whoever you want. I just think it's super awesome that you felt like you could share that with me. Let's so let's keep doing that. Um, and then the next year he uh, was gay, and then the next year he was agender, and then the next year he's like I'm trans, and we're going to use he him pronouns. And he changed his name several times through all of those stages, and finally settled on Danny. Um, and he's you know I mean I learned so much through his transition. Um, and, 
I mean, I learned about myself. I learned about uh, the dynamics of the LGBTQ community, um, how the masculine and feminine energies play out in that community um, and in different segments of the community. Uh, just all, all kinds of stuff, stuff that I would like would have never had really much insight into or clue about, or probably would have even really investigated. Um, because like, while I'm super open and really like, I've got tons of friends who are all, all over the spectrum as far as like gender identity or, you know, <clears throat> sexual identity. Um, I, I, I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, Everybody, like, uh, everybody, like, people are people, you know, thanks to Pesh Mode for that. Um, but, uh, and, and the way I operate really in the world is like, everything is cool until you give me a reason to think that it's not, right? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to treat you with love and kindness and respect until you give me a reason to stop doing that. Um, and most likely I'll just, leave you alone right like i I just don't i don't have the energy to like go and deal with your shit or or get into some sort of kerfuffle over whatever the hell is tweaking you out right it's not it's Um, not our job to to fix somebody else it's our job to manage ourselves through the process and if their energies aren't aligning with ourselves then we can remove our energy from their sphere yeah self self select yourself right out of there you know <clears throat> you know it, it, it's every, it's everybody's choice you get to do whatever the hell you want really you know like you know don't go around killing and maiming people other than that do whatever you want do what you know like do whatever you want you know? with whoever you want as long as they're willing and yeah it, i don't need to know about it i you know it, that that's really what it comes down to uh, mm-hmm. you know that that was the moment just recently being a parent, I, I've always, you know, I knew I was a dad and, and everything, but there was a point that I, it was an out-of-body experience. We were at dinner right after my daughter's graduation, and her boyfriend is talking, and he goes, yeah, I had a dream the other night when your dad and I, we, and we all met at the bar, and all of a sudden it hit me, I'm the dad in that story, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I know, I mean, he's a great kid, and, and they're, they're really great kids. But all of a sudden, it, it, it's it wasn't the them's. It was like, oh, wow, and you know, not only is it it's a growth moment. I mean, high school graduation is a big, you know, moment in everybody's life. But mm-hmm. it's those moments when we're like, huh, I sit in a different seat than I ever thought I was. You know, yeah. and it really was the same seat I was sitting in, but it was my perspective. Yeah. So ha- yeah. have you had a had something like that happen to you? It, you know, because uh, it, it sounds like you've had a good, you know, foundation or opportunity to always keep a very open perspective. Um. Yeah. I mean. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I've had like a moment like that, but I just you know. I mean, there. Well, I mean, gosh, I don't know the. I think kind of like my, my biggest moment in like Danny's transition was when I uh, realized that I was so sad about the loss of my daughter. Right. Because that was all I had known that person to be up until that point of the first 14 years of their life. 
And and when when Danny was little, like he loved Disney princess dresses and had his walls painted pink and like did had tea parties and so many stuffed animals and stuff. And it was like really pretty girly, like stereotypically girly. Um, But I realized that like I I needed to grieve the loss of my daughter if I was ever going to be the kind of dad that I wanted to be for Danny now as my son, you know? Um, and, uh, that took some work, you know, it was, it was, I shed a lot of tears over that. It was, it was a lot more, it was a lot more to go through than I, than I anticipated, particularly since like, this is the exact same kid, <laughs> right. you know, it's just the exact same person, but he's actually, if anything, he's actually just being more of who he really is, which is one of the things that I want more than anything for him. Right. You know, I want you, I want him, I want everybody on the planet to be the fullest version of themselves. Um, And so that's what he was coming into. And I had to let go of my notions of who that kid was and, um, and embrace who that kid is. Um, that's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah that, that, and I think that goes to a lot of the things that we've been talking about. That energy is you can hold on to the what it was peace and instead of what it is and embrace mm-hmm. that and show the love, right? But that's yeah. the unconditional love is no matter what the what it was situation is. And that can go in in, in, in relationships, not only uh, parent child in, in any other relationship, but it's it, it, it what it is. And that's mm-hmm. the that's one of those things when I when I tell people to put on their love filter through everything, it becomes a lot easier to see and accept things. And I use the, the, the greatest example with couples. I go, if you are asking me to t- take out the garbage, the way that you say it, I have to hear it. I would like a clean house, and you know you would like a clean house. Can we keep the house clean together? And have that conversation rather than saying you're a lazy bum and go take out the garbage. <laughs> and, and that becomes a different conversation. Yeah, so, totally. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I love that. That That's an, an amazing thing that you did, and you gave yourself that permission to feel what you needed to feel at the time and mm-hmm. move away from it or move through it, have the energy flow with a loving love filter. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, like, a lot of times people, and I, I, and I know this firsthand because I've, I've done it myself um, uh, is like holding on to the concept of how something is supposed to be right. You know, the, the could should ought to, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and all of that's just like a bunch of made up story and judgment. So and none of, none of that really is going to do you much good or, or get you any further along your line. Uh, along the line of any kind of personal development and growth or expansion and and love capacity, uh, if you're just holding on to the same old story, um, it just you know, it's just like sometimes it takes a little bit to be able to crack through that shell to get to the creamy center, you know, <laughs> where, where the the gooey love stuff is, um, and uh, you know, but but it's always worth it, you know. Um, that's 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 part of that's actually how like uh spiritual masochists got started last year uh uh my uh partner in that and i were talking one morning about the whole process of personal growth and how like 
it's just this thing where over and over again, you're just going into the painful parts of you, you know, and it's not, it's never fun, you know, but like, that's where the hurt lives. That's where the, the love needs to get applied to help things feel better. And that's where the pleasure comes from ultimately of getting through that, that pain to the other side, which, you know, that's the thing with masochists. They love the pleasure from the pain. Right. So uh, that's, that's in in a nutshell, this, what a spiritual masochist is just like, go keep, keep going back in there, even though, you know, it's going to suck. That's, that's excellent because that's, that's what I've spoken about with, uh, you know, using the metaphors of, you know, the monsters in our head are much worse than the monsters under our bed and mm-hmm. uh, how life is like a butterfly, right? So, you know, you look at a caterpillar and they're cute and, and whatever, then they go through this, the ugliest process you'll want, right? They, they turn to liquid, they morph out, and then they turn into a butterfly, a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. And the beauty of the butterfly is mm-hmm. it doesn't know how beautiful it is and it doesn't care. It just knows mm. that it wants to fly and it's flying. Yeah. And it had to go through a complete meltdown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, the, the, one of the constants I, I have on my podcast is I talk about grounding and how earth and the word heart are the same letters. Mm. And I always believe there's an R in your heart. So could you think of an R word or something like that that you'd like to share with us right now? Mm. You know, the first one that, uh, that popped in my head was respect. Um, and I think that it's, it, that's like a, it's a multifaceted, uh, word because it's, it starts with respect for yourself. Right. And I mean, we all want to be respected as individuals. Um, and, and you get more of that, the more you give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if you are respecting yourself, that more than likely means that you are taking the time to take care of yourself. And to me, um, <clears throat> a lot of the things that we think of as self-care are ways of nurturing the feminine energetic side of us. Meditation, taking a nap, you know, like taking a walk, all these things where it's not about like going and doing and hustling. It's about finding your, the, what's happening inside of you. Um, and that leads to better things always. Awesome. That's excellent. And uh, so I, I know we've taken a lot of your time. I love, I, we could probably do this all day long. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, is there any final seeds of, uh, you know, I, I go, we walk through our, our garden and we plant seeds that might grow later. Uh, is there any seeds that you'd like to share with us uh, at the end? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I just, um, uh, I, 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 I'm, I think of myself, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a futurist, mm-hmm. right. In that, um, I really see the possibility of in, in my lifetime, uh, flipping the way this current paradigm works from a masculine dominant feminine suppressed oppressed energetic story to one where both of those energies are valued and expressed in really healthy ways um and if that something like that happens that's basically world peace 
you know, um, and, uh, and also the, like, there's so much that comes with that because all of our, you know, everything in our world is currently built on, um, this, this lopsided paradigm, uh, you know, our political systems, our financial system, everything, the way everything is, is, is built and the way it works or doesn't, um, is all based on that. So it would be just an incredible, mind-blowing, heart-blowing shift. Um, and I think that in, in that, we would also move away from things that the, the, the labels that we use to separate each other, you know, the, the ways that we uh, think of everything in binary terms, frankly, with like gender and, and, uh, and sexual orientation and things like that. Uh, I just, I, I would love to live in a world where I move through and not that I, and I'm not the only one that just goes through and it's like, Hey, I really like that person, you know, and I might be attracted to that person. I don't, you know, but it doesn't matter. I don't, it, you know, like, I don't even consider myself to be like pansexual, but like just a world where we're just like, a bunch of people roaming around and there's not a bunch of judgment over how you express yourself um, gender wise or sexually. And you can just like exist without any kind of oppression around that. And, and it's just okay. If, if like this person over here thinks this person is super hot and, you know, back, back in the day, back before we had the big flip, that would have caused problems. But now they just get to coexist and they get to be friends or lovers or support for each other or however it works out. But it's way more positive and full of so much more love. Remove the resistance is what I'm hearing. And Mm -hmm. that would be an amazing world where we remove all resistance uh, to everything and build the resilience. And I think it could happen. Uh, So thank you so much for all of your time. And I'm, we'll end the episode right now, as always, remembering everybody for peace and love, because that's removing the resistance, as we were talking with Bradford about. And when you bring a bat, again, it's not about the violence. It's finding your sweet spot. It's finding that spot that we were talking about earlier, where there is no resistance, and you're able to swing away, but also know that you're in your best self. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show, and I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites as well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky, at Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and www.davidchemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends... Today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember the peace and love surround you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.